God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmer Navarro, and I am your host. Today's question. Do you need help to carry a cross? I'm coming today to share about the season that I've been in. And before I share, I'm going to share today's bullseye scripture. Luke 9, 23 and 24, the Amplified Classic Edition says... And he said to all, if any person wills to come after me, let him deny himself, disown himself, forget, lose sight of himself and his own interests, refuse and give up himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying also. For whoever would preserve his life and save it will lose and destroy it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he will preserve and save it. From the penalty of eternal death. I'm sharing this today because it's very important to know that God has given us all a cross to carry. It means we must deny ourselves in order to carry the cross. We must humble ourselves. We must get on our knee and, and, and go before God's presence to carry this cross where God gives us strength. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, that in our weakness, God is made perfect in our weakness and his power is made perfect in our weakness. And his grace is sufficient for us when we're going through situations and crosses that we have to carry. We have to carry our own cross, but sometimes we need help to carry our cross, and I'm gonna go into uh, share a little bit in the season that I've, I've been. I apologize first and foremost. I have not been able to do my podcast because I've been in a season of moving. God gave me a word that it's time to move. I was reading a book by a man of God. His name is Prophet James Hernandez, called "Kingdom Come, Kingdom Manifested," and uh, this book was very powerful because it impacted my life. And the chapter I was reading about was about God's Kairos, Yahweh's Kairos. And I was reading a little bit of his testimony about where God's saying, it's time, now is the time, now is the time, now is the time. And many of you, the Lord's telling you, now is the time, no more delay. Stop delaying. And what God is telling you to do, this is the time and a season to step into the new. This is a word for many of you that are listening to me. God is saying, now is the time to move forward. Now is the time. God is removing some things around you. God is shaking some things around you. God is causing you to be uncomfortable because he's moving you to a new place, moving to a new territory, moving to new things. In this time and this season, God wants me to tell you, step into the new. Step into what God has for you. Do not be afraid because God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a love and power and a sound mind. And his perfect love drives out fear. God is calling you to a new territory. Territory. God is calling you into a new thing. God is calling you to birth something new. God is calling you to step into a new level in ministry, into a new call of God. God's calling you from the place of hiding into a place of residing, the, the place of, of presiding, the place of that you are going to be known, a place that you're going to be recognized, that God, the God who sees his secret, he's going to exalt you in due season. This is the due season for many of you that are listening to me. To some of you, you're going to still have to wait, but God wants me to tell you, God's calling you out of darkness and calling you to his marvelous. It's like God's calling you from a place of the cave into the place that you're going to be preaching and teaching and in front of multitudes, in front of people. You're going to be evangelizing and going on the highways and the byways. God's calling you out into the streets. God's calling you out into a new thing, into this time and this season. God's calling you to go to churches, to go to places and to do missionary work in this time and this season. God's going to call you into missions work. There's people who are listening to me. God's calling you to a mission work. 
God's calling you to a mission field. God's calling you to the marketplace. God's calling you to music. God's calling you to the government. God's calling you to be a, 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 a judge. God's calling you to be a, an attorney. God's calling you to step into to the things that he's called you to in this time and this season. Do not be afraid. Many of you are stepping into new things. Behold, I'm doing something new and springing forth now in this time and this season. Step into the new because I will be with you. Step into the new because I will be with you. And I'll bring few to you and the few will bring many to you. Listen to that. You're going to start with a small group of people and the Bible says that at the right time, God will cause one a nation to become a thousand. In the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 22 and God's saying this is the due season where God's going to also increase. Many of you have been faithful over the few. God's putting you over much. God's increasing you. God's requiring more of you in this time and this season. He's going to require more prayer, more fasting, more seeking his face, praise and worship, more spending time with him, more reading of the word of God where he's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you knowledge. He's going to give you intelligence. He's going to give you the divine intelligence, divine language for the people where he's taking you in this time and this season. God is preparing you for the new thing in this time and this season. God's calling you out. God is calling you out. Step out. Now is the time. Now is the time of the spirit of prophecy strong upon me. Now is the time for God's going to release grace and favor in this new place. And yes, you have grace and favor where you still are at, but he's calling you into a new place, into a new thing, into sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's spiritual, and sometimes it's location. Sometimes it's not just you, your posture, but it's a physical location that God's calling you to, to step into a new thing because God is making you uncomfortable. God's going to cause circumstances around you. Like in the book of Exodus chapter 14 verse 8, God used the Egyptians to move the people of Israel into the promised land to see the Red Sea part in two, to see a miracle, to see something that's never happened before. See, many of you are in an impossible place. God guides you in this impossible place to bring you to a place of breakthrough, to break through your enemies, where God's going to break through your enemies, where God's going to cause the enemies that you see today you will see no longer because you're going to be drowned in the waters of the Red Sea because God has put a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day and to protect you and to lead you in the way. But God says it's time to cross over. You're crossing over. Do you need help to carry a cross? It's time to cross over. See, it's not just carrying the cross, but you're crossing over. You're crossing over with your cross. You're crossing over with the thing that God is having you to walk with. Some things you're going to be, listen, some things, some burdens God's going to remove in this time and season from you. His burden and his yoke is easy and light and God's going to be removing certain uh, burdens that you've been carrying that you're not supposed to be carrying. Um, and God's going to be removing God's going to be removing those things and it's going to be causing you to walk in a greater level of lightness and it's going to be an easy season things are going to flow some things are going to become very easy for you they're going to flow whatever he's going to have you to do the sun is going to have you to do as you step into it the flow of God's going to come the inspiration the illumination the revelation of God's going to come upon you in that moment in that time in that season because God says step into the new now is the time for salvation has come now. Today, the day of salvation, today is the day that God brings you out with a strong arm and God brings you out on eagle's wings. See, woo, Jesus, thank you, Lord. I just, uh, woo, the spirit of prophecy hit me strong. See, I was, I just came out of a place of moving. It was a three days, in three days, I moved 
took three days. Three days is dying in resurrection. And I was, God was working in me as I moved. But before I go into the story of when I was moving, I want to share something with you. I had a situation in the place that I live at where, you know, they were doing inspections in all apartments and they went and inspected my apartment. Uh, I had a situation. They had to call a superintendent. They checked it out. I had 15 days to leave my house. The number 15 has to do with mercy, God's mercy. And, and, and God's mercy kept me in that place. The day that the Lord had me move, I, 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 I play a game called Words with Friends. And the, the a daily word for that day was health. God spoke to me. He said, I moved you because of your health. I moved, I moved you because of your, your, uh, your, your protection over your health, protection over your, your um, yeah, spiritually and protection physical over your life. And God was telling me, I moved you. But see, God sent, God sent, there was an inspection that happened. But the next time they send a superintendent, that was a witness. This is a year of witness. Remember, this is a year of two. God sends two or two or three touching degrees. His word will be uh, establish or perform it, it, two or three touch and agree on anything it will be established but see his word is established but two or three witnesses his word is confirmed so the word was established and then it was released i had to leave within 15 days i had to make a decision either to move to another place or to renew my lease where god has brought me to a big and open place it reminds me of the story of uh a shakeup that God brought him to an awesome place and he did not recognize it. You know, and God had to open his eyes and recognize that this is that was an awesome place. And 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 see, God, God, Bible says that in the book of uh, about Isaac that God brought him to a spacious place in a and um in the book of uh, Genesis twenty six that God brought him to a spacious place. And this is it's a lot more space and a lot more things. But yeah, God had me go through that, so I had to move. And uh, I asked some people for help and they couldn't help me. So I, I had to start moving. And as I was moving, God was dealing with my heart. Um, I was complaining and murmuring like the people of Israel because I'm crossing over. And, you know, the crossover happens. And, I, and, you know, you cannot bring Egypt with you into the land flowing of milk and honey. You cannot bring Egypt or the Egyptian mentality you cannot bring a poverty mentality. You cannot bring a slave mentality where God is taking you. And this is a word for many of you that listen to me. You cannot bring Egypt. You cannot bring an old thing into the new place that God's bringing you. You cannot bring an old mindset, old way of thinking, a slave mentality. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are. You have God's favor. You have God's blessing and God's abundance. It has been released over your life because the Bible says you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So... I was going through a process where God was having me die to myself. I had to move and, and, and I was moving at the pace that God gave me, the strength that God gave me. Sometimes I would rest. So when I was resting, God was speaking to me and God was ministering to my heart. And and, um, and I remember I said, Lord, uh, the first day I said, Lord, I need help. I cried out for help. The Bible says you look up to the hills from who come if your help. It comes from the Lord. The Bible says anybody who cries out to the Lord for help, he will deliver. Anybody who calls in the name of the Jesus will be saved or delivered. And, you know, I cried out for help. I'm like, Lord, I need help. And um, my neighbor saw me. He said, oh, you need help? And he saw me throwing some trash out. And he said, and I said, no, I don't need help with that. I need help moving. And I said, I have like four or three things that I need help with. And he ended up helping me. Why am I saying this? Because do you need help to carry a cross? I'm asking him. Even Jesus needed help carrying his cross. I needed help. Those things were heavy for me. Jesus, and I'm going to read the scripture in a little bit. 
Jesus needed help carrying his cross. This is a word for many of you. Many of you need help and you're not asking for help. You need help with wisdom. You need help with uh, carrying things in the natural, carrying things spiritually. You're going through things and you're suffering in secret. And, and God, and yes, I have people around me, um, you know, that I'm connected with, uh, but there was nobody to help me physical. And God had me cry out for help. Well, God brought a complete, my neighbor, a, a Samaritan, a Samaritan came and help me. It was a Samaritan help. God brought my neighbor to come and help me move my my furniture, to move my the, the, the recliner, to move my couch, and to remove my table, a table place that you sit at and you 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 break bread and you you know you have communion, you have fel- fellowship, you have koinonia. A, a couch represents a time of of laughter and fellowship and refreshing and praying and fasting and you know and seeking God and recliner represents the rest of God and resting in God and trusting in God. See, God had to bring you know God brought you know God had me move the fellowship, the the praying and the fasting and the communing and and, and waiting on God and sitting and resting on God. He moved me to another place physically, but see. I was in a place when you're going through pain and and because I was moving and I was doing it by myself. I was in a place of pain, suffering. I'm being very vulnerable and open because it's going to minister to many of you as pain and suffering. I was asking God for help and God sent me help. God sent a helper. Um, See, when you ask for help, God's going to send you. See, many of you need help, but you're not asking God for help. What do you need? Some of you have not because you ask not. You need to ask for help, and God's going to send you help in this time, in this season. And, and you know, if you need help financially, God's going to send you help. If you need help uh, ministry, God's going to send you help. God's going to send you help in physically. God's going to help. God's going to send someone to help you carry your cross because even Jesus needed help carrying his cross. He, 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 remember, he, I think he dropped, uh, it was three times, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong on the comments, but... Um, I'm saying this, God, Jesus needed help carrying his cross. So if Jesus needed help, how much more you? You need help. And the word help in the Hebrew is Ezer, which you regret the word Ebenezer. Until now the Lord has helped me. That's one of the names of the Lord, Ebenezer. Until now the Lord has helped you, the Lord will continue to help you. The Lord is here to help you. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. He's an ever-present help in a time of need. See, I had a need. Oh, I had a need. And he's an ever-present help in a time of need. I cried out to the one who hears me, to deliver me. I had a need and he came and he, he sent help to help me. So I want to share that. I want to be vulnerable and open with you people. See, the Lord brought me to a spacious place. I'm thankful to the Lord. I, I praise God. The Bible says you may not understand what I'm doing now, but you will later. Some of you are suffering. You're going through something right now. You're going through a process. And you're like, why, God, do I have to go through this? God says you're going to have to carry your cross. You're going to have to bear your cross. But I'm going to send help. I'm going to send people to help you carry your cross. I'm going to send people to help you carry your cross. So, and now I think about it. You know, I've been meditating. I'm, I'm so thankful because God moved me to a new place, and he's a father of lights. He's a good father from whom every good and perfect gift comes from, and there was a perfect and good gift. This is, he was calling me to something. He had a blessing for me um, and where he brought me to, and he moved me to the number 22, building 22. It was very interesting, right? 
He moved me to building 22. So God is very strategic with the, this is the year 2022. Isn't that interesting? Move me to building 22. And 22 has to do with what? It's the TAF or 400, which has to do with what? It has to do with the seal. Remember I said, some of you are going to be, there's going to be a seal that's going to be coming upon you. There's going to be a sign or signature. I had to sign for the new apartment God had for me. I had to sign as a signature. See, see when God says something, he doesn't lie. He's not a man to lie. He's not a man to repent. God says something, he's going to do it. I said some of you are going to sign deals. Many of you are going to sign properties. Many of you are going to sign houses. I said it in the word for 2022. The Lord had me release that word. Right? The God don't lie. This is the year of a sign. You're a sign and a wonder. A signature, a seal, an omen, or a prophetic symbolism. So 22. I'm literally living in building 22. So with that being said, I'm going to read Matthew 27. 37 through 66. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the palace and they gathered the whole battalion about him. For one man, they had a whole battalion. Bible says, it says in the book of Psalm 91, no evil, no plague, no harm will come near your dwelling tent. A thousand will fall on your side, 10,000 in right side will not come near your dwelling, will not come near you. They sent a battalion and they stripped him of his clothes and put a scarlet robe, a garment of dignity, office worn by Roman officers of rank upon him. They were mocking him. See, Jesus' authority did not come by man. Listen to that. Some of you, your authority is not given to you by man. It's given to you by God. Your proximity to God and your love towards God and your worship towards God has increased an authority upon your life in this time and this season. God has increased authority upon your life because of your proximity and your intimacy and your love towards God. God has increased his authority upon you based on your proximity and your intimacy with God. But it's not by man, it's by God. See, Jesus' authority was of his father. Jesus only did what he saw the Father do, and he only spoke as the Father had him to speak. Verse 29. And weaving him crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put it a reed staff in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they made a sport of him, saying, Hail, greetings, good health to you, long life to you, king of the Jews. They were mocking him. They were making fun of him. Verse 30. And they spat at him, and they took the reed of staff and struck him on the head, and they finished making sport of him. They stripped him of the robe and put his garments on him and led him away to be crucified. As they were marching forth, they came upon him. Uh, they came upon a man of Siren named Simon. This man they forced to carry the cross of Jesus. I'm going to continue reading in a moment. I mean, verse 32 right now. I want to just break this down as revelation. They spat at him. They try to, they, you know, they try to make of him no reputation, no honor, even though they put, they put, in the natural, they put robes on him. You know, they were dishonoring him. They were giving him less esteem. And they finished making a sport of him. They stripped him off the robe and they're basically saying, like, we place the authority upon you. We could remove it. That's not true. See, it's God who raises one up and it's God who brings one down. It's God who promotes. It's God who promotes and demotes. So, verse, let's continue verse 32. 
And they were marching forth, and they came upon a man of Siren named Simon. This man they forced to carry the cross of Jesus. So Jesus needed help carrying the cross. They brought Simon to help him carry the cross. Do you need help? Cry out for help. God's going to hear you. You think... Bible says his ear is not deaf to hear and his arm cut short to save and God hears the cry of the righteous and he delivers them out of their destruction. He delivers them out of their pain. Verse 33. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, Latin Calvary, which means the place of skull, they offered him wine mingled with gall to drink, but, but when he tasted it, he refused to drink it. They offered him, they, they, were, they were offering him a sedative. They were offering something to numb the pain, a painkiller. See, here's a revelation. Jesus is the painkiller. And they're trying to offer him the painkiller. Jesus is the only one who can heal. Jesus is close to the brokenhearted. Jesus is the one who bounds up the wounds. Isaiah 53 and verse 5, it says, By his stripes we are healed, and the chastisement that he went through has given us his peace. He has brought upon us the peace, the shalom, the wholeness. It's Jesus who gives us the peace. It's Jesus who heals us. It's Jesus who makes us whole. It's Jesus who delivers. So they were trying to give him a painkiller, but he's the painkiller. He's the only one who can remove the pain. So he had to endure the pain because he loves you. Verse 35, and when they had crucified him, they divided and distributed his garments among them by casting lots so that the prophet's saying was, was fulfilled. They parted my garments among them and over my apparel, they casted lots. And when they sat down there and, and kept watch over him and over his head, they put the accusation against him, the cause of his death, which read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. At the same time, two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right hand and one on the left. And those who passed by spoke reproachfully and abusively and jeered at him, wagging their heads. And they were saying like, nah, 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 boo, but they were making fun of him. They were mocking him. Verse 40. And they said, you who would tear down the sanctuary of the temple, rebuild it in three days, rescue yourself death. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. He had to go through his process. He had to carry his cross. He had to bear the cross. He had to go through the suffering because he loved you. The Bible says in Isaiah 53. He was rejected by men, despised. He went, he was despised by many. He was like a sheep to the slaughter. He was silence. Three days they mocked him. Who's gonna rescue you? I went through that three days. Who's gonna rescue you? God is going to rescue you. Put your trust in God and God is going to rescue you. God is going to rescue you, but you must be still. Be still and know that he's God and that he is going to fight for you. God is going to rescue you. 
Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. Be still and know that I am God and that I am fighting for you and that I am going to rescue you and I am going to defend you. That's what he told the people of Israel when they were surrounded by their enemies. Their enemies were behind them. See, God is your rear guard and he's your vanguard. I mean, he goes out before you and he has your back and he has your front and he has your sides. God has your back. God has, many of you have to hear this, God has your back. God has your back. Jesus had 39 lashes on his back. My God, he has your back. He went through the suffering, 39 categories of sicknesses he had on his back of to bring healing to infirmities, to sickness. I don't know who's listening to me right now and you're going through suffering, you're going through, you need a miracle, you need a breakthrough. I'm gonna touch and agree with you for a healing miracle power God to be released. Even now, in Jesus' name, whatever healing you need, let it be released. Let the healing by Gilead touch you. By his stripes, you are healed and you were healed according to 1 Peter 2 and 24. Verse 41. In the same way, the chief priests of the scribes and elders made sport of him, saying, He rescued others from death. He himself, he cannot rescue from death. He cannot rescue himself from death. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now and will believe and acknowledge and cleave to him. He trusts in God. See, I trust in God. You trust in God. Let God deliver him now. If he cares for him and will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. See, God, he said he trusts in God. I trust in God. Do you trust in God? God's coming to save you. God's coming to, 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 to deliver you. God's coming to rescue you. God is coming to deliver you. God's coming to rescue you. God's coming to take you to a higher place in him and to a higher place in the purpose and the plan that he's placed on your life. Because of your humility, because of your cry, because of your brokenness. He's close to the brokenhearted in the country of spirit. He will not despise the broken spirit. He will raise up and he will build up. Verse 44, and the robbers who were crucified with him also abused and reproached and made sport of him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour noon, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour, three o'clock. This is very interesting because God has me in Exodus 14. And here in Matthew 27, it's very similar because there was the night hour. Come on. It was the night hours in the night. It was dark. It was in the night. It was in the night. In the story of Exodus, it was in the night. Here it was dark all over the land. It was dark. When God parted the Red Sea, it was dark. See, you might be going through mourning, but your mourning is coming. You might be going through mourning, but your mourning is coming. Weeping may last the night, but joy comes in the morning. God's changing your, your ashes for beauty. Double for your trouble. Verse 46 and about the ninth hour, three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? Or let me say it like this. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Leaving me helpless, forsaken, and failing me in my need. That's how many of you feel that God has forsaken you. But he says he promised to never leave you nor forsake you. That even if your father and your mother abandon you, he will take you up. God does not forsake you. God has not forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. And God does not forsake his own. God does not forget his own. This is the word for many of you. You feel forgotten. You feel abandoned. You feel alone. You feel like there's no one there. God is there with you. And God is just waiting for you to come to him. 
Verse 47, and some of the bystanders, when they heard it, said, This man is calling for Elijah. And one of them immediately ran and took a sponge and soaked it with vinegar and a sour wine and put a reed staff and was about to give it to him to drink again. They were trying to numb the pain. It's called to be the painkiller. Only he can heal. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him from death. It wasn't Elijah that was going to save him. It was the father. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. He gave up his spirit. He, com he commanded into the hands of the father his spirit. He submitted his spirit. Verse 51, and at once the curtain of the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. See, the Bible says the voice of God splits the rocks. The Bible says that when the veil is ripped in two, come on, the veil was ripped in two. What does that mean? That we have access to go speak to the Father through the Son. We no longer have to go through somebody. We don't have to go through a, the mediator is Jesus, but we don't have to go through a physical person. Come on, before it was you would go through the priest or the prophet, but now we go to Jesus, to the Father. We're able to have access to the Father as sons. We're able to go to the Father. We become born into the throne of grace in time of need. In a time of need, we're able to come because the mercy seat has been has the blood of Jesus upon it. Verse 52, the tombs were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep in death were raised to life because the Bible talks about in John chapter 5 that the voice was going to be raising the dead. Come on, people of God. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. The dead was raised up. You see, man, I was speaking to brothers in Christ earlier today. When Jesus comes back, it's going to be so powerful. He's almighty God. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God. If this happened when he died, when he was on the cross, when he died on the cross, because you know, we, we know the story, he resurrected. But if this happened when he died, that the sky became dark, that the, that the, that the rocks were split, uh, that there was an earthquake that happened, that the dead would raise up, that the, that the temple was knocked down. Come on, people of God. That the veil was ripped in two. How much more is it going to happen when he comes back? Something for you to think about. Oh, Jesus. Something for you to think about. This is a Salem moment. Think about what I just said to you. When he comes back, it's going to be all eyes will see the one they have pierced. He's coming in the clouds with glory. Jesus is coming back. And that is not just the truth, but that will be a fact. And it is a fact because he is a spirit of truth and the Lord cannot lie. Jesus is coming back. For a bride without spot or wrinkle or blemish. Jesus is coming back. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. A miracles happened when Jesus died. Imagine when he comes back. Verse 54, when the centurion and those who were with him keeping watch over Jesus observed the earthquake and all that was happening. They were terribly frightened and filled with awe and said, Truly, this was God's son. There were also numerous women there looking for on from a distance who were of those who had accompanied Jesus from Galilee ministering to him. I want to say something to many of you. And this is my last point and I will be done on this podcast. 
There's many of you who have mocked you, ridiculed you, and said, God is not with him. God is not with her. My hand, that God's hand is not upon them. That, that God is not protecting them. That God's not providing for them. That God's not taking care of them. And they were going to say, truly, this is God's son and daughter because God is with you. God is for you. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? What can a simple man do to you? God's favor and blessing is upon you. Hear me today. Many will say God is with you. God's hand, his blessing, the wind of God, the favor of God, the protection of God. God's making his face shine upon you. God's grace is upon you. His peace is upon you. His favor is upon you. I hope this word blesses you today. Thank you for tuning into today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmer Navarro. I am your host. Until next time, bye-bye.